name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. We are on the third week of approaching Holy Lent, and we have themes that kind of get us ready for Lent. They're very critical to us because Lent is that time where we kind of step into uh, a practice where uh, we're journeying from one place to another, from a place of our own struggle and the things we see in ourselves to a place where we fight against our struggles, to make improvements with the help of God. So the themes that bring us to that, one is desire, and that is Zacchaeus, so much that he would even chase the Lord up into a tree to see him. Uh, and then we have the publican and the Pharisee, the theme of humility. Humble yourself before God always. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Today we come to the account of the prodigal son, and the theme is repentance. So desire for God, humility before God, and repentance. The next theme is followed with last judgment, and that is do we love God or not? And our final week is for forgiveness. Have we forgiven those in our lives that offended us? This is our life. This is where we go. So today, let's focus on repentance, the, the uh, prodigal son returning. It's such a beautiful story, and, and, uh, and so much in the text is very encouraging uh, that, that the prodigal son leaves his home, like for us to leave paradise, like Adam to be kicked out of paradise. He leaves home. He leaves his good foundation, and he squanders his life and ends up coming to his mind, his right mind, thanks be to God. And on his return home, this is really a beautiful thing to see how God pays attention to us. He didn't get to the door. You need to remember this. He didn't get to the door. He was on his way home. And what did the father do? This is, this is, the interesting thing about this is this is just so not the Jewish custom. <laughs> the, the son would have to come to the door and then humble himself before the father, and then the father would, would come to him and, and, and engage him. But here, very different. He sees him afar off, and he runs to him, and he gets on his knees, the father, and kisses him, brings him to the house, puts a ring on his finger, bringing him back into the family, puts a robe on him, on him a royal robe, and puts sandals on his feet so he can walk in the ways of the gospel, and kills the fatted calf and has a party. What a beautiful thing. That's how God operates when we repent, when we return. We should be so encouraged by this that any time we struggle or fall, that God is waiting for our repentance so we can come back to him. We just have to be so encouraged by this. So what I want to focus on in regard to this is the far country. The prodigal son goes off to the far country. And I think the far country is right out that door. 
We go to, we live in the far country. We spend time in the far country. We try to make our home in the far country. Beloved, the far country is not your home. I want you to say that. The far country is not my home. One more time. The far country is not my home. We get too comfortable out there, beloved. We make our little nest. We build our little houses. We have our little fun. That's not home. That's not home. Remember that. That's the far country. We can make twists in that far country and go down bad paths, but we can stay very complacent and make our home there, and that is as bad. If that becomes our home and we don't understand that, that the home, our home is the kingdom of God, the home is, is the kingdom to come, the life to come, that's our true home. We're just passing through. We're just passing through. So what's it mean? Because I think it's important that we are thankful to God for what he gives to us and does for us in the far country. We need to understand and be grateful for the things he gives to us. We ask and pray for earthly good things. For earthly good things. We want those things and we thank God for them. The important thing here is don't become so complacent with them. Don't become so focused on them. Don't Hold on to them so tightly because I tell you and everybody knows this, the far country will disappoint you. The far country will disappoint you. It's not secure. It's wrought with troubles and trials and tribulations. The far country will not be your home. It's not your security. That is such an important thing for us to know as Christian people that that out there is not home and it's not security. So do not become complacent. You know, we have to be a bit like Job. We can't be a lot like Job because Job is like way up here. But Job lost everything. And his words are so profound. The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. And then he says, and blessed be the name of the Lord. We're always blessing God because Job knew his home wasn't there. there. His home, that was not his security. His security was God and the kingdom of God. That's not home for us, beloved. So what is the main objective of living out there? This is a very important thing for us to, to understand when we get up in the morning, when we walk through the day, why are we there? We are preparing ourselves for the life to come. That's what that's about. It's preparing yourself for the life to come. It's like you're going to have a book that's eternally long. This is just the preface. You're writing the preface to your book. You're writing the beginning of the book, the eternal book. It goes on for pages and pages and pages infinitely. This is a small portion of that, so our work is to prepare ourselves for the kingdom of God. That's what our 
light in the far countries to do, preparing ourselves for the kingdom to come. So, we need to build then our relationship with Christ, with the saints, and with each other. Build on the virtues. Work hard on those things that are good and right and holy because we're stepping from this far country into the life to come, into that kingdom before us, and it's about being ready, ready for that. How do you want to be at the judgment seat? What do you want to carry there? What do you want to take in your bag to that judgment seat? You want to learn to get rid of the bad stuff. See, Get rid of that stuff. Push it away. Deal with it. All your resentments and angers and envies and all that stuff just has to go. Let it go. That's part of the far country. Just get it. Just pour the bag out. And build the bag up with the virtues of love and forgiveness and joy and peace, long-suffering, patience. Let that bag get full. So when you walk into that far, out from the far country to the kingdom, you have good stuff in your bag. Fill your bag up with good things. Pour out the bad, fill it up with the good. That's this life. If that's the focus on what you're doing in the far country in this life, that is a good life. That's the right life. That's the right life of somebody that lives in the kingdom and knows that this far country is not their home. So fight for that. Deal with those things. Our true homeland is the kingdom of God. You know, one of my favorite times in the morning is when I pray for the departed. St. John Kronstadt says, if you pray, if you pray, most importantly pray for the departed. They need your love and prayers. But the prayer that we pray for the departed is the one that just gives me great encouragement. Because I think about the description of the kingdom. And it steps me out of this life. Pardon their transgressions, both voluntary and involuntary. Put them in a place of brightness, a place of refreshment, a place of repose, where all sickness and sorrow and sighing have fled away. And the sight of your countenance rejoices all the saints from all the ages. Grant them your heavenly kingdom, a portion in your ineffable and eternal blessings and the enjoyment of everlasting life. Hey, that sounds pretty good. I, I love that prayer because it's where I pray. I'm going. A place of brightness, refreshment, repose, where there is no sickness, there's no sighing, there's no sorrow. And the sight of Christ rejoices everything, everywhere, all the time. And it, and it never ends. That's our home. That's home. I'd encourage you to pray that prayer every day and remember not only those that departed, but that is a description of the kingdom of God, of paradise, and where you're headed. The Lord said it. I go to prepare a place for you. To his disciples before his ascension. 
in heaven there are many mansions. This is not home, that's home. A place of brightness, a place of refreshment, a place of rest where all sickness, sorrow, and sighing have fled away. That's the kingdom. That's our home. So I want to encourage you very much to see that, to have that vision in your life, to get up and know that this, I'm preparing myself for that place. That's what this day is about. So, we come to this place, to this church, and in it you find security. You know, we have a phrase in our society called homeland security. You know what the homeland security is? It's right here. It ain't out there. There's no homeland security. Okay? People can get into this country and, and, and do bad things. Okay? Homeland security is the church. We have the homeland security here. And I want you to meet your king. I want you to say good morning to your queen and to your brothers and sisters in Christ and to the angels. This is your home. This is your homeland security. This is home for you. When you come here, this is where home is. All the beautiful saints, all the great feasts that are eternally set in the kingdom, this is home for us, beloved. You know, we go out there and we, we need to be responsible for the things that God has given to us in this life, and that's a good thing. But that's not our eternal home. This is home for us. So I want to encourage you very much to see the kingdom of God as your home and that we live in a far country. We have to deal with it, deal with, deal with responsibly. That's very important. But we have to always be able to step through the struggles and the things out there to the reality, the greater reality of the kingdom of heaven. That's where we're headed. That's our focus. So, we come to this kingdom where there's hope for the hopeless. Security, good things, right things, holy things. Where there's joy for the sorrowful. Eternal joy, joy that's deep and right and permanent, where there's love, where there's a continual love of God toward us and us with each other, where there's a sense of, of being, being patient in our life, being patient with each other, being forgiving and loving. This is the kingdom, beloved. I want you to be so encouraged today that God has given us a foretaste of that here. Let us go forward with a sense of repentance as a prodigal son that we may understand and see that the things that we are doing out in the far country are to prepare us for that kingdom which God has given to us in foretaste, but which is to come. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.